Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Rockman Power Hour, a podcast where we talk to the most interesting people in the world of pop culture, uh, musicians, actors, um, all kinds of folks. And uh, right here, right now, we are going to talk to an absolute legend in Canadian rock and uh, a trailblazer for female artists everywhere. Her name is Sass Jordan, and she's going to be joining us this week on the Rockman Power Hour. So, Ryan, welcome back. Yeah. You've been living in your fridge. I find it very strange. <laughs> yeah, you, it's uh, it's interesting that I'm sweating so much considering I'm supposed to be pretending I'm living in a fridge. I but, know. Uh, you know, the reason why I'm sweating today is anticipation of the greatness of the Sass Jordan being on our show. Because when I was a very young lad, I went to like one of those Molson beer shows. Yep. And Chuck Berry, Chuck Berry was playing. Yep. And I believe... I can't remember who else, but I, I know that Sass Jordan was on the lineup. Yeah. And she was one of the first female rock stars I ever saw live, and she actually absolutely kicked ass. Yeah, she's um she's pretty incredible, man. And uh it was just nice to to chat with her. Uh, I kind of felt like after, you know, um and it, let, let's just I just want to let people know um this was recorded a while back. Um we had an opportunity to talk to Sass and um i knew we might not be putting it up right away but i wanted to 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 grab the opportunity because they they said here 20 minutes sash jordan do you want it today i was like yes so at the time i was still working at home so we're in this interview i'm talking a lot about radio and a lot about her history which is you know you nothing can be taken away from the fact that shome was a huge supporter of sash jordan early on and one of the reasons why i discovered her for the first time so um but i just want to let people know if they're you know, if, they, if they, for some reason they jump into this and they hear me talking about the station and my show and all that, like, no, I'm not back. <laughs> that is hey, we'll also know who skips the intros this way. This is actually <laughs> yeah. a trap. Yeah, this yeah. Is a tra- <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so, so we're really excited to have Sass Jordan on the show this week. But uh, we want to let you know that uh, the lights would not be on without the help of our friends over at Heartbeat Hot Sauce. Ryan is there. Ryan, you literally look like... Um, so many lights are on right now, and I'm sweating profusely. But uh, thank you, Heartbeat, for providing these lights. It's almost as hot as the sauce behind me. Thanks to them for uh, for helping us keep the lights on here. I see, I see in your uh, fridge, you've got um, this hot sauce in the corner, and mm. I love this one. This is the um, Heartbeat hot sauce, the Ryan Ellis NASCAR hot sauce, and um, I like it when my name is on things, even hey, if know, it's not my real name. I'm just living through it. I just realized something. I had no idea. This is numbered. This hot sauce oh. is numbered. Look at that. Can you see oh, that? It's fancy. 339 of a thousand. Nice. That's nuts. So I, I had no idea. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this is, so I would tell you to reach behind your um, fridge and grab that bottle out of there, but then uh, now the other side. Okay. <laughs> that one right there. There you go. It's right there. Yeah. Just grab that out and tell me what number yours is, but I didn't realize this is numbered. So this is obviously very limited. So um, all that to say, uh, heartbeat hot sauce are great. So go check them out at heartbeathotsauce.com. Use our promo code rockman20, which is right down there. And that'll get you 20% off your entire order. And that code never expires. So make sure, um, you go give them some love. If you haven't tried heartbeat yet, you're missing out. It goes wonderful on everything. We use this stuff. Like we literally use this stuff on so many things. 
Um, it's a staple in the morning for me. I, I have, you know, I, I like eating my eggs in the morning. I put it on my eggs. We put it on our veggie burgers. Um, we put it on all kinds of stuff. And um, it's just, it's wonderful. It's really, really wonderful. So check out Heartbeat Hot Sauce. In our house, we kind of use um, Heartbeat Hot Sauce, especially the dill pickle flavor, the same way that dad uses Windex in my big fat Greek wedding. We just put it in everything. You know, we, we use it to heal our wounds. But also it's in the most blendable hot sauce to make anything taste so unique and so great. So I, everybody out there, if you could buy a full bottle, a full box of dill pickle, I highly recommend it. Yeah, I, no. I, I've had people make me scorch the city sometimes to find them some dill pickle and stuff, but they wouldn't have to do that if they ordered it and, and used, used promo rock code. mint 20. Yeah. They would just get it delivered right to their door. So, um, yeah. So go check out heartbeathotsauce.com. Great stuff. Uh, and we absolutely love them. They're the heartbeat of the Rockman Power Hour. And we appreciate them. Also, a big shout out to Studio House Designs, always keeping us looking fresh. I wore this one today, um, my um, my Clockwork Orange shirt, which um, I, I really, really like. I'll move my microphone out of the way. Let's check it out. I love this shirt. Sexy. And, and I went out for lunch with a buddy of mine. And uh, while we were waiting to get our table, um, someone commented and goes, oh, that's a great shirt. I saw that movie when it first came out. And I was like, yeah, I remember seeing it. They're like, there's no way you saw this movie when it first came out because it came out in 1971. And I'm like, no, I saw it later and I rented it, you know, but I was very young. I remember renting it from the video store and it was like, it had already become a classic. And this lady was older than me and she was like, I saw it when it first came out. She goes, it scarred me. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, that whole scene when he's dancing with his skin. I was like, yeah, I get it. I get it. It's a, it's a terrifying film. But so all that to say, um, when studio house designs do images, um, and make shirts of films, you know, that they're usually films that are pretty iconic, pretty legendary, and uh, sometimes have a really, really big cult following like your Casper shirt. I love that. Yeah. Casper shirt, Christina Ricci represent, not exactly sure what week this is coming out. So she's either about to be at Comic-Con or was well, just at Comic-Con. Yeah. But regardless, wow. Yeah, Christina you know? Ricci, super cool. So check out studiohousedesigns.com. Um, you can find their uh, their stuff online at that website. And uh, they're constantly doing great, great stuff. And uh, we love to support them here at the Rockman Power Hour. So Ryan, Sass Jordan. We, uh, we got a chance to sit with Sass Jordan to chat with her. New live album is coming out. And this is a live, uh, this is a taping of a live recording of a show that she did in New York City years ago, I believe in the 90s. So that was one of the reasons why we had access to her today. But I'm so excited to bring this conversation to everyone. She is uh, literally a firecracker, so much energy, so much positive energy. And this woman's done everything in rock and roll. I mean, she's seen, been there, done it. And she seems to be in a really good place, like really positive. Um, and, uh, and it was just a, an absolute joy to chat with her. So without any further ado, here is our chat with the legendary Sass Jordan. Fantastic, Tim. This is the last one for the day. Whoop. Oh, nice. Oh, so what time did you start at? Um, 11, but it's day three. Right. Okay. So you're it's done. Day okay. Three, so I'm a little late. And you know what's really weird, Jason? Yeah. There's no chicks, not yeah. one single girl. Really, eh? I've well, done an interview with. It's bizarre. That's crazy. It's- well, I, I'm a feminist, so it's you're pretty much like uh, you're right there. And I come from a long line of feminists, so we're. And I'm a dude, so <laughs> there you go. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> my pronouns are actually my pronouns are alcoholic and addict, but that's there all, we go. That's, that's a whole other. One. That's a whole other ball game. Um, but 
I, I'm sober, but listen, <laughs> I'm really, thank you so much for taking the time to chat today. Um, it's funny because this is for my podcast, but I do work at Shome. I've been at Shome for 13 years. Wow. And, and um, I mean, you know, growing up in Montreal, growing up, listening to rock radio, you're a voice that's been with me as long as I can remember, you know? So it's really, really nice to be able to finally meet you and to be able to chat because I grew up on your music and, and I've always had su such a high regard for you, not only as an artist, but as a person, because everybody that I would talk to in the industry, you know, from Too Tall, from Terry DeMonte, everybody say the same thing. Sass is amazing. Wow. So you have a very, you have a very good reputation. I'm sure you're That's aware. Amazing. But I'm sure, but, I, but I'm sure you're, you're aware of that, right? No. You're not? I, well, I, no, yeah. I mean, I, I like, I don't, I, you know what, you don't, do you, do you think, I don't think about stuff like that. I, in other words, like, I don't walk around going, everybody thinks I'm so fabulous. No, but you do, but you have a great, but you do, you, uh, you know, some people will have, um, you're very highly regarded. Just, well, I, just, no, I know you mean, you like, there's people that everybody goes, what a C-U-N-T-A. I've never heard that about you. Because <laughs> I've, <laughs> but you're, but I you're, myself but, said that about other people. <laughs> Right, right. But it's just, it's just really nice to to chat with you. It's nice that, um, that this work's being celebrated because like, I've seen you before and you really are a live performer. I mean, and, and the fact that you're, you know, that you have a live recording and, and, and it's, this is something that's being promoted is great because you have to see Sash Jordan live. I got to see her too. <laughs> Wonder what she's like. I don't know because I never see it. I'm always but on the other hand, I mean, like you do see videos and stuff like that, but it's not the same. And oh my God, do not watch yourself on video. It's the worst. It's the worst. It's the, the pips, as my daughter used to say. It's the pips. It sucks. It's, and, and all you can do is go like, oh, why did I move? Like, oh, dear yeah. God. That, oh, oh, why did I wear that? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's. Why didn't somebody tell me? <laughs> Nobody um, loves me. Do you, um, at the point where you're at now, um, you know, you talk about be, having to look back on things and, and say, oh, you know, maybe there was a fashion trend that was going on. And, but in all in all, um, the body of work in itself, are you are you pretty proud of it? Uh, I get, I, you know what? Again, don't think about it. I just never, I don't think, some of it's good. Yeah. Some of it's not. <laughs> uh, but I mean, you know, after you've been doing it that long, I mean, couldn't, wouldn't it be amazing if it was all amazing? It'd yeah. be amazing. It was all amazing. And it just isn't because life's not amazing all the time either, is it? I in in retrospect, it is. You go, well, thank God that happened, even though it was sucking when it happened. Sure, sure. But you know, there's always a silver lining, right? And I think you I think people tend to look back. I mean, when you're going through, especially as an artist, I mean, I I, you know, I've been a musician before. I know the feeling of when you're going through something if you were able to just be able to go back in time and have your future self look back at you, go enjoy this because this is going to pass and you're going to realize that you should have probably really enjoyed it while it was going on. But I think a lot of the times with artists, you're so focused, especially when you're starting out or struggling or, or you're right in the grind, you're so focused on the forward motion that you don't have a time to, you know, don't have that, that time to sit and really smell the roses and enjoy what's happening. If there is success or, or if you're playing to packed audiences, there's always the, oh, my monitors didn't work that day. Or, you know, or my bass player was sick or it, instead of just being, Hey, this is really good. Uh, do you find when you tend to look back on those things now, it's more the, the fun part that you remember less than when the van broke down or, you know, all that other stuff that tends to yeah, cloud absolutely. the 
like everything you just said is exactly what I find that's like life in general, not just, you know, as a, as an artist, but the thing is, is usually all the crappy things, when you look back on them, they're usually kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> they morph from the hell of all time into like, God, that remember that time, like right. God, man, we were dying. Anyways, nothing good lasts forever nothing lasts forever it's fantastic it's that and and things are very different now because i'm constantly aware of that so if it's some shit that's going on right now i'm like it's gonna pass yeah. something great it's gonna pass yes enjoy it right now uh and the thing the thing with being an artist and like being in the middle when you're at your most successful or most popular whatever you want to say as an artist is when you have the very least time yeah to to yourself yeah to actually digest and you know process everything that's going on it's just things are coming at you like a million miles an hour from every direction and you're like you're not in a calm in the center of the storm you're not in the eye of the storm no you are the goddamn storm it's just like yeah. a cyclone and there's and it's really not that fun because the pressure is so intense you know um and and the more popular the better you're doing or the more whatever you know um um, popular i guess what i can't think of another word right now that you are in that moment the more things are demanded uh of your of your time your energy your whatever and and the more you're surrounded by sycophants or people that are not really there because they like you, just what what can I get out of this? You know yeah. what I mean? At this point, I'm I have a much better radar and a much better ability to maintain to create and maintain boundaries. Like yeah. I know how far I can go before yeah. I'm like ooched, you know, and I know what I'm gonna allow, you know. So I'm completely different now i'm so much better equipped now but sure. i had to go you know i went through the whole thing and also in this day and age i will not allow something to be so intense that i can't have any fun in it yeah anymore. right right Never do that. you know that's not my plan yeah and so it, you know it's so much better to be me now yeah. <laughs> i love it i love it fun now oh my goodness yeah. Um, can you tell me a bit about this live record? Uh, yeah, but can you ask like specific questions? Because sure, I don't no, know. No, no, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. I mean, okay, yeah. the the actual the actual show that it's taken from. Um, yeah. Do you remember that show? Vague. Okay. <laughs> okay. Do you, is there a reason why that is there a reason why that particular? Well, show? it's thirty goddamn years ago. There's that. There's yeah. No, no. But I mean, but but when you were choosing, because I imagine you have. You must have a lot of live recordings in a vault somewhere. You must have a lot of stuff that no, okay. So this was this was one of the times where a live recording was set. Okay, so that's the reason. Yeah, uh, well, it wasn't. I somebody said something in an interview the other day, and I think they nailed it because I okay. didn't remember until they said it. I was like, oh my god, that makes so much sense. They said so. This must have been like an afternoon show, right? And I, and I was thinking, I do remember it being daylight. It was pouring rain. Yeah, it's daylight. And they go, and because it's only like nine songs, it must be like a radio show or something. And I'm like, oh my God, yes, that's it. And that would explain why the audio is so good. Right. 
You know what I mean? Instead of sounding super bootleg or what have you, it's, oh my goodness. It was, it was like, that's exactly, it was, it must've been a radio show. So um, that was really interesting when, when somebody interviewing me, I was like, thanks. Had all all the answers. Yeah. (laughs) Who knew? But that's absolutely what it must've been anyways. uh, But as far as, you know, the actual show, I don't remember. I don't remember it. I do remember an impression of it just being, um, perhaps a little bit more powerful than usual simply because of the rain, the rain being, you know, like the people who braved the rain and and sat through it for the, to see these nine songs or to experience these nine songs were in my opinion, warriors. You know what I mean? They were like, because if it had been me, I'd have been like, I'm I'm out of here. Right. Exactly. Exactly. My hair. My hair. I don't want it, fucking rain hair. <laughs> well, it, you know, and it's crazy when you when you think outdoor shows. I mean, outdoor shows can be some of the best shows because it's just magic. I mean, you get the sky and like so many oh, things can be happy. Totally. But there's the other side of it where weather can just, I mean, it could just make something awful. Bugs. Right, bugs. Try oh, breathing a couple of bugs when you got to sing them. Yeah. Not fun. Oh, and yeah, nice. yeah. With the lights, it yeah. attracts the bugs, the insects, and yeah. it's like, oh, that's hard. You know, yeah. I always want to have like a big mosquito net around. <laughs> it's a new look. It's a new right. look. So you, um, so this has been released digitally. There's vinyl coming. Um, obviously, you started recording and putting out records when records were still a thing. When records were records, so you've seen kind of vinyl go away, vinyl come back. Um, are you one of these people that maintained a vinyl collection throughout your life? No. Are you someone that's gotten um, back? Okay. It, it was, I think, you know, the first record, which was called Tell Somebody, it was right at the end of vinyl. Like right. it, it, they weren't even necessarily going to make it. You know okay. what I mean? You went, right. ah, we probably should. And, so, and, and I'm really glad they did. It was so cool. It was right at the end of, because you remember when they had the, I don't know if you remember this, because not as old as me, but they had flats, you oh, know, yeah. with the cover, and the, and that would be like the display in the in the record store, yeah. Yeah. when they had record stores, yeah. I mean, like, as a big thing. You yeah, know? of course. No, I don't have a vinyl collection, because I'm actually more of a book person. Okay. And this day and age, in this day and age, music is accessible with yeah, every I mean it's right little your... number right here. Exactly. Exactly. And a Sonos player. Yeah. And it's so much easier for me to do that than mm-hmm. to go and you know get out the record player and put it on because it's a different world. We live in a different world now. It's yeah. so much faster. Oh yeah, definitely. Know? And I think it's a brilliant thing, but I don't have the time in my life at this point for that kind of thing. Right. I'm so involved with music anyway, you know, like playing it live or you know recording it myself you know so it's not i don't need to do that now i think it's great if somebody's what do you call a sonophile or an audiophile or yeah, something audio file, sure. really into that stuff i mean that's their hobby that's the you know i think that's phenomenal yeah. my hobbies were reading yeah so you have a big book collection i sure do are you somebody I that well, I was going to say, so do you, do you just Kindle or do you still enjoy physical books? I mostly Kindle because when I have it on Kindle, I can yeah. take it. I can take a library of 3000 books. Sure. Anywhere. anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And, I and mean, come on, you know what I mean? And it frees up a little space, but I still love books. Of course I love books, you know, yeah. and there's yeah. certain kinds of books that are not as, um, 
that don't lend themselves as as well to the Kindle format. For example, like Cards of Your Destiny, where you have to keep moving back and forth between, you know, so this is the card. Okay, you want to see what year it's in. So now you want to see what that means here and there. You know, it's much easier to have the the hard copy. Oh, yeah. And and there's something about, there, there is something about stuff that's tactile. Tactile. Yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, um, I've got, I've got two kids. I've got a, a 19 year old boy and a 16 year old girl. And my daughter is, my daughter what? has <laughs> the best, yeah, yeah. She, she has the best taste in music. I mean, we, and what what's great is we get to turn each other on to music. So she loves the ritual of the vinyl and being able to put it on because, yeah. you know, her generation, the majority of the kids she hangs, they don't, they don't know anything about that. So they know records because of me. So yeah. There's still stuff like she she she's obsessed with Phoebe Bridgers. She's a, a newer artist and she has this band called Boy Genius. There's three singers uh, that got I together. Think I, I think I I think I know who you're talking about. I yeah. think I do. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's and she familiar. Yeah, and, and and it's fun to be able to, you know, surprise her with the record and have her get so excited. Oh and yeah. It's it's nice to see kids because you know. For me, I grew up on vinyl, and then I remember the, the first CDs. The first CDs that I bought, I remember what they were. I remember it was the first five. It was the five Police albums. They came out, and they were thirty five dollars each, and they were on. They were in these big long boxes. You know, they had the CDs yeah, and they had the long card. I remember box. that. Yeah, I forgot about that. And I remember it was like one hundred and fifty bucks for the five CDs, and it was just. I remember, and that was when I said, "Wow, these little shiny things." Are so much cooler than records and then of course we went into mp3s and then and then you know having everything in here and it's great but i nah. miss it there's something about the record yeah. so so i think the world we live in now where you are able to put out this digitally and then people are able to get the vinyl have the best of both worlds it's a nice marriage of the two i agree and all, but the thing is is like i remember when cds came out too and i was like yeah. this just it doesn't yeah yeah you and know, those little tabs and the little see the picture properly and they the tabs would break. Stuff. Yeah, it was just sh- and I, yeah. I didn't love the CD thing at I, all. I was like yeah. bummed out because I mean, I you know the art, the artwork, and then the you know it, it was just so much cooler. Vinyl's just it is way cooler if you're oh, into that, you know. Sure, you know? no, no, definitely, definitely. I, but books, I, are, I, books are cool too, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you've you collaborated a lot. Um, in your career with a lot of artists. Um, it seems like there was a time when, you know, if someone needed a cool voice on a record, they would call you. Um, what did, did you, what were some of your favorite collaborations that you, that you did with other artists? Well, Joe Cocker. Yeah. How was that? Sure. Um, well, he wasn't there. There's that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But it was his voice and I was singing with his voice. So that was like an amazing experience because it taught I can't even tell you how much I learned about phrasing, you know, timing, phrasing yeah. um, that in that afternoon that I was singing with his voice. It was insane. Uh, who else? I mean, uh, I can't think of anybody. Who else did I collaborate with that's like amazing or interesting that I can think of? No, I can't think of anybody. You collaborate with the box, right? N- no, I was a backup singer. Okay, but you so you worked with but you worked with Jean Mal. I worked with them, yeah, but right. I, I you know I worked for them. Right. How was <laughs> how was that? It was amazing. I yeah. love the box. They were Me too. <laughs> and and Jean Marc is like one of my dear friends. I mean, we don't talk much because we're just not you know our our worlds aren't colliding right now. But yeah. uh, so 
So, and Jean-Pierre, and uh, well, those are the two I'm most in touch with, Jean-Marc and yeah. Jean-Pierre. Uh, but they were phenomenal. They, and they're really my real, them and my ancient old boyfriend, Francois, they were the guys, the people, mm-hmm. and all the gals. You know, They were all the people that I learned how to speak French. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I couldn't stand being around people who were having all this fun and talking, and they'd have to translate for me. And I'd be like, yeah. ah, I'm learning this goddamn language in the last thing I do. So I did it. <laughs> it's um, it's great to see. Um, you know, I, I know Jean Marc pretty well. I, you know, I've 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 been to so many box shows. It's not even funny. And um, and he, he really holds you in high regard. You know, when we we, we chat. We, we yeah. love you. I love that guy. He's brilliant. What a great, great band! Great songs, yeah. amazing. And 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 that's what I mean. Like your voice has always been there. You know, whether it was a backup, whether it was a collab, and then uh, you know, on your own, um, it's just fun to see that you're still doing it. Uh, tell me a bit about where you're at now in terms of creating music, touring. Um, is there w- what's been going on lately? So my thing is, I I decided the other day I'm not going to stop till I drop. Right. Why would I? Why would you? Now, exactly. Like I, this retirement thing, how boring. Yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do all day long? You know, I love to do all kinds of things, not just music. Right. And I'll continue to do all the things I love and music because I love music and it's part of my soul and I can still sing practically yeah. better now than I could before. So um, I will continue to be, to write, to record do shows live when I can, you know, when that, when it's uh, the right time and the right place and the right people. Right. It's just, I just don't see it ending. I mean, it's not particularly exciting maybe for people. I want to continue to do collaborations with people that I admire, that I think are amazing. I'm like, really, that would be phenomenal. And uh, continue in my healing stuff, the stuff that I'm doing with something called the Lilo Haya project, which is uh which is a collaboration between my myself and my indigenous friend. He's Woodland Cree. His name is Gerald Auger. Okay. You like live conversations about how to navigate the new terrain that we all find ourselves in, in this wild, wacky, insane hologram that we're living in. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> so true. That. And, you know, there's breath work in there. Yeah. There's um, sound healing. There's going to, there's going to be what we call conscious concerts. Uh, you know, where the intention and the vibe, it's all about healing, which music is anyway, naturally. Sure. No, of course. Assuming you have the intention to do that behind it. But anyways, it's just all kinds of exciting, amazing things going on, you know, for me. I it just sounds love- like it. I, I And it sounds like it. I, I And and I love, and, and I love that positivity, you know, um, and what you said about music being something that heals. Music is really powerful, as you know. I mean, um, and it's vibration. It's hundred percent. And when you know, when when you hear something, and it makes you cry, or it makes you laugh, or it makes you, it it draws an emotion out of you. Exactly. So, um, the idea that music heals. I mean, it's so. It, 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 yeah, but it's something I wish more people. You know, when you when you um, when you see the studies they do with people um that have memory loss or or uh th- that have um alzheimer's. alzheimer's music brings them back and it's i always i've always said that like music and smells will bring me right back to a moment you know if i smell um body shop 
um, Body Shop Vanilla. It'll remind it'll remind me of a girlfriend that I had. <laughs> My wife's new, but but it will immediately. That smell will be like it'll take me right back. If I hear, um, you know, you talked about Joe Cocker, and just the thought of Joe Cocker, I remember one of the you know one of the things I got from my dad before he passed away was his his Mad Dogs and Englishman record, which is in there somewhere. Like those things, it that not only hearing the music, but just hearing the titles, or it just brings you back. So it's really cool that that you're looking at that as a healing thing, and I and I think you know the the thing with with modern medicine, and a lot of times we don't think of the obvious, the things that we have built within us that can cope with what we need to cope with. Like our bodies have these things and, and there's a reason why we have these responses to it. So when I hear people working on that field, like we're very powerful beings, you know, and we have a lot of energy in here that we can share. So when you hear somebody that wants to tap into that, like I agree with that wholeheartedly. So I'm glad that you're, that you're looking into that space. That's, That's great. Exactly what it's all about. It's, it's um, well, the last record that I made, which is called bitches blues, which is like a blues record, mm -hmm. but recorded the sound, the the frequency of gold and the frequency of silver, and we mixed it in to the record. So oh, your, wow. your ear is not going to audibly hear it, but your your field is going to pick it up. Now, gold and silver have been used um, in folk medicine, in you know traditional folk type medicine, not like not um, uh, allopathic medicine yeah. for forever. You know, and in, you know, uh, rituals and, you know, like I say the word, you know, too much. I got to say, I just did. I just did an interview in French and I realized after listening to oh, the hour long interview that I said, sit you probably 1500 times. A thousand times. Time. Yeah. Right. It was awful. You know? <laughs> Anyways. So the fact is that these frequencies can affect you in a positive way, in a healing way. Um, if you need them, but if you don't need them, your field just simply will brush it off. You won't get right. it. So that's actually in the record itself. That's, so when you listen so cool. to that record, you're receiving gold and silver frequency. That's great. That's really, and really cool. it, may, it may or may not, you know, do anything for you, which is just, and I want to explore more of that kind of thing. You know, healing our medicine, our our, our uh, modern medicine, allopathic medicine, just ignore it. Doesn't it treats the being mm -hmm. as parts? Yeah, but it we're a whole. Yeah, no, for it's sure. Really, really good. If you're in a horrible car wreck and you slash up your body and break every bone, that, that's what allopathic medicine is excellent at: bringing you back from, like, sticking you back together, pumping mm -hmm. pumping. You know, in the moment after that, with your drugs and your this and you get rid of it, it's not, you know, there's other ways of doing things that are far more uh, uh, helpful. Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of the times people ignore the fact that, you know, diet is important, like what we put in our bodies as fuel, um, what we consume with, you know, what our, 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 our senses consume, like all that has a play, but um, but I'm, I, I think it's really cool that you're working in that space because I, I, it's, I, I can understand how music is important, but that's so much more important in a way. It is, you know? and it always has been. I've yeah. always said that because I've heard old interviews like from 30, 40 years ago. You were still and talking. They, about and people will say they would. The interviewer would say, "If you weren't doing this, what would you be doing? If we, if you weren't singing or you know doing music, what would you?" Always would say, "I'd be um, a healer. I'd be in medicine somehow. I'd be sure. doing. Something. I can't." It's never changed. 
Yeah, that's great. I mean, I think when you know what you when you know who you are and you're comfortable with that and and you're able to to stick with that, it, it it's so it's cool. a it's it's a gift to be able to know what you want to do and know where you're comfortable from an early age. It's really really special. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I've got to ask you, you know, you came up in a time where, the, you know, rock and roll was a male dominated field. Um, and a lot of times people love to pigeonhole artists as like, you know, the strong female artists. But for, for you, um, firstly, who was who influenced you? And secondly, who has come to you and said that you've influenced them? Yeah, well, the ones that influenced me were all men. Right. You know, so, I mean, I could give you a list, but it it. it it's so it's only ever going to be partial because there's so many, you know, and it wasn't all musically. I mean, I loved, I adored David Bowie, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't say that I'm musically influenced by. Although he was a bit of a chameleon, but I mean, you know, he wasn't really. A, he definitely wasn't a roots rock blues type artist at all, which is exactly, you know, that's what I'm strongest at. So yeah, that wasn't his shtick at all, but he himself his energy was very influential to me um but singers and stuff like that, I mean, the list is endless you know so and as far as who i've influenced it's so bizarre to me that i you know i'm like i can't believe that happens but i understand because how many female singers were there mm. that did this kind of thing in those days and still there's not a whole hell of a lot. I don't think, you know, I don't, there's that word again. However, I don't spend much time looking for it either. But I, you, I'm sure you've had artists that have come up to you and said, you know, you're a big influence on me. It's more the road crew. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, um, I'm a, I love the, uh, what I loved about, I'm a big nineties guy. And what I loved about the nineties was I felt that it was a special time for female artists, that there was a, there was this, there was this, um, almost this awakening that happened where we've got, you know, so many great artists, like, you know, like Tori Amos, like Lisa Loeb, like, um, uh, there's a lot of bands like female fronted bands, like Elastica, Republica, um, uh, obviously Alanis, of course, yeah, there was a yeah. lot of, the, you know, um, oh, Fiona Apple, like there was a lot of really, really great singer songwriter, kind of almost bluesy rock singers that came out of the nineties that, um, yeah, to, it, it was, a, it was a special time. So, but, but I, I'm, I'm one of these people that kind of doesn't really matter what the gender is your influence because of the, of the energy, you know, of whatever comes off of that person. Yeah. So, and that's the thing. And that's why when I, when I brought that question up, I kind of wanted to tread lightly because I don't look at you as a female singer. I just look at you as a, a rad singer, a rad musician. Like you're just a rad human that sang, you know? Yeah. So, but, um, but, you know, of course people want to say, well, you know, she was an influential female Canadian rocker, which you were. I'm not, I, I'm not offended at all. It's, right. I, I don't, I don't know who I influenced though. I like, I don't really know that. I, people probably have said that to me, but not necessarily people that anyone's heard of. Right. Okay. No, so, okay. yeah. Um, so, what what are you listening to now that um that's out there that's new that that you're really enjoying? Is there anything? And it's okay if you say nothing because I get a lot of people. No, that, there is. Okay, tell me, I'm tell like, me. I'm hesitant to tell you. Oh my no, god! No, please don't. I don't well, be hesitant. Funny. Yeah. Well, I just read this too, so now I've got a I've got an actual name for what it is. Okay. So apparently, in the early 1900s, there was this uh, composer by the name of Eric Satie. Okay. 
if you heard it, you would instantly know because it's so, so popular to this day. You know, his, I love it. I love that music. What's, oh my God, I can't believe I can't think of the name of it. Gymnopédie, that's what it is. Anyways, insane and fantastic stuff. And he said it, what, what he was really trying to do with this music was have this sort of ambient music that didn't really make you listen. You know, it wasn't so complex that you had to go like, oh, and follow it with your ear, which is what you happens when you, somebody's singing, as far as I'm concerned. The right. second you start singing, I'm like... You're focused. Yeah. I got to yeah. hear it. You know, yeah. like what, what, what's the lyric? What's your mm. tone? How's their phrasing? You know, I'm just curious to hear that. So it irritates me to listen to music with singing. After. I get it. I get it. I get it. No, no, I get so it. Anyways, back to Eric. Eric yeah. So what Eric, he, he created this genre that he called furniture music. <laughs> Oh my God, which which then sort of morphed into what we would call elevator music in the six and in, in sure. the eighties. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there was elevator music, and and now the name is like lo-fi. Yeah, lo-fi or, or like lounge. Yeah, yeah. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. And also, or or you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, lounge bar. Yeah, that's that's the shit I love. Sure. Well, yeah, it's like it's like when you go into um, there's no singing, but yeah. it's like so basically you I like music that it's cool. And I think because obviously being a vocalist, it's what you're going to hyper focus on, right? A hundred percent. You know what? There are stuff. There is stuff that I love. I mean, a friend of mine who I did this a Bowie celebration. She mm -hmm. did five shows with us or something like that, and she's so good. She's so good. I almost can't believe it. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm in awe of her. What's her name? Lowe's me. Her name is Judith Glory Hill. Okay. Judith Hill. Judith Glory Hill. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Insane. So favorite female singers. Now I got some. Okay. Judith Glory Hill. Definitely look her up. She's insane. She's okay. insane. Nika Costa. Yeah. Still Nika Costa. She's just. Amazing. Um, and are there any, those are my two main ones that come to mind off the bat right now. The, but Oh, oh, Gabby Moreno. Like you wouldn't necessarily know, that she does a lot of Spanish stuff. Okay. A lot of, um, I think she's Guatemalan or she told me and I can't remember. Or is it, anyways, but she's a lot of that Mexican folk stuff and she's, oh, she yeah. was also a Bowie celebration. So that's how I know these these gals. But oh my goodness, they are they're top notch. They're incredibly good. Oh, this will blow your mind. And she's a wicked guitar player. She plays yeah. keyboard. She's she sings. Did you ever? Did you see that film? Uh, Twenty feet from stardom. No. Oh yes, yes. About the backup singers. Yes. Oh, yes. she's in that. She's okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. She yes. Was yes. With, uh, Michael Jackson. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's well, when she's super young. I mean, she's still super young, but yeah, super, super young. Well, that's the thing, right? Um, if you've been a backup singer, like you've, you've been a big backup singer. And, and when you've been on the back line, like I remember going to one of those Bowie celebrations. Um, I, I don't think it was, it was one of the way you were a part of, but it was, it was one of the Bowie. So I think it was Tony Levin had put together one and Corey Glover from. Oh, from I, the, I, I toured with Corey. Like so we listen, did Bowie. don't get me going about living color. How much I love that fucking band. Okay. I remember going to the show and he was on the back line singing 
And I was like, Corey fucking Glover. Is but he, he comes out. He comes out. He, and came, say, oh, he came out. But yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. just the humbleness to be able to be in the back being a backup singer. And I was like, this That's is what amazing. We, did. we would switch. We it was amazing. It, it was incredible. Yeah. And um, oh my God. Okay. I, I have five more minutes with you, but I, I would be able to talk to you about 45 minutes about Corey Glover. I love living color. I know. Um, amazing. But, um, but you know, it, what I, what I, what I love just by getting to chat with you is that you have, you still have this vigor and this love for, for life and for music, which is great. It's really, really nice to see. It's nice to see. You too. <laughs> I do. I do. Um, <laughs> if you were to, um, if you were to have to go back um, and say one thing to yourself, your younger self, you have to say one thing to yourself, what would it be? One bit of advice you'd have to give your younger self. Does it have to be advice? Yeah, or anything. Yeah, or any exactly or what I say to my younger self. I said this to the, on, on another. I would say, fuck off. Perfect. Great. I can relate. I, I totally get that. Um, and tell the world to fuck off while yeah. you're at it. You know? right. I mean, honestly, that really what I needed was to understand that there's there's actually nothing to be afraid of. Yeah. Fear's a crip fear's a big crippler. Yeah. But the level of fear that all of us have mm -hmm. is mind boggling. Yeah. You don't even realize it. It's oh, it's yeah. completely transparent. You can't see it. It's like a fish in yeah. water. Well, you know, um, just to share, I mean, I might not put this in, but I've been in recovery for 30 years. I'm sober 30 years. I got sober when I was 20. So you. this yeah. July, you know, God willing, I'll be that's a long time. Good for that's as old as a goddamn record. Right. That's <laughs> but one thing I was taught in my 12 strap group was like, we suffer from a hundred forms of fear. And that's one of my problems when I was young was I was fearless. I, and I got me in a lot of trouble. And now I have one healthy fear and that's to go out and drink again. Everything else. I know that what fear is like, it's like the boogeyman it's there. It's looming. It goes boo. And you're like, that's all you were. Get out of the fuck. Exactly. What fuck off. <laughs> what you would tell your younger self. So, um, Two words, Ken. <laughs> right, exactly. Two words that are very popular and very powerful. <laughs> Fuck off. I think uh, you should leave that in, in your podcast. I, I will. I will. I will leave it in. I just, but I got to tell you, um, as a, as a longtime fan, um, I am so happy I got to finally chat with you um, and continued success, please. And just keep, keep making music and keep being you. Because like I said, when we started, you've got a great, great reputation. People love you and know that. And uh, and after this conversation with you, I can tell you I know why because you're great. Well, I love people too. Hundred percent. Reciprocal. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for taking the time to chat, and uh, hopefully we'll get to meet in the future and uh, and continued success and all the best. Okay. Thank you, Jason. You know, it's nice when you talk about these to these rock legends. It's really nice when they're not bitter. And it's also really yeah. nice when they don't seem like former shadows of their former selves. It yeah. just seems like she's, from what I've heard and the people she's grown up with, um, I don't know, she seems to be the exact same person. She's always been the same person. And that's nice because yeah. sometimes even these days you get a little bit of Instagram fame and your head gets huge. It's like, yeah, I have 7 million followers. I'm like, yeah, but does anybody love you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I hear you on that. I hear you yeah, on yeah. that. Yeah, she's an OG, man, and she's really... Um, She's just really got a great energy about her. And um, and I'm, I'm really glad I got to chat with her. And I was glad to, I got to connect with her because, again, like I mentioned in the chat, um, you know, I grew up listening to uh, Showman Montreal and 
Sass Jordan was like a staple in the playlist. And to, to be able to, to finally talk to her after all these years of listening to her and being a fan, it was, it was really cool. So uh, thank you to Sass Jordan for joining us on the podcast. So I want to let you know that we really appreciate you, all of you, for being here with us this week. Um, please make sure you let us know who you want us to talk to. And you can do that by leaving a comment below in the comment section if you're on YouTube. Uh, and if you are somebody that is watching us, um, if you're listening to us on an audio podcast, uh, you can always find us on Instagram at the Rockman Power Hour and on Facebook, and we'll answer DMs as well. Uh, it's funny, I got a comment a few weeks back. Someone said, we'd love for you to talk to Peanut from 311 and Whitfield Crane from Ugly Kid Joe. And I was like, okay, well, Peanut, we can we can probably reach out to because we had him on King, part of Kings of Quarantine. And then Whitfield Crane, well, a buddy of mine played in Ugly Kid Joe. So so those are very doable. So, you know, don't be surprised if you see those guests in the next little while. But the only reason that'll happen is because you guys suggested it. So let us know who you'd like us to chat with in the comments. We're very, very open to uh, to suggestions. We actually welcome it because it really kind of makes us say, oh, that's what people want to, you know, that's who people want us to talk to. And, and we can't think of everybody, right? The amount of patches you have on the Rockman utility belt of super friends <laughs> surprises the shit out of me because they either know you from Slaves on Dope, they either know you from radio, they either know you from somewhere else, you uh, you're, or Comic-Con. You're in a lot of different worlds, and they all seem to collide with each other in good ways sometimes. Well, we can bring them all here, which is great. And it just it serves, it serves everyone at this point. So, yes. So make sure if you are uh, enjoying the podcast, please uh, like, share, subscribe comment, do all that fun stuff and, uh, and let us know what you want to hear and how you're enjoying it because we really, really appreciate getting feedback. Uh, a big thanks to my co-host Ryan Stick. A big thanks to our producer, Julia Kajerski. Thanks to Heartbeat Hot Sauce, the heartbeat of the Rockman Power Hour. And if you use our promo code Rockman20 right below, that will give you 20% off your entire order and that does not expire ever. Also, thanks to Studio House Designs as well. Thanks to AKG for uh, providing us with this great equipment so we can sound as good as we can and these headphones so we can hear ourselves talking. And thanks to all of you and to Ryan to his interpretive dance to, today, which is just amazing. So a big thanks to you for tuning in this week. And until next week, we'll see you on the Rockman Power Hour.